Your words of encouragement for February the 7th of 2020. My name is William T. Pearson. Great day. Faithfulness is being dependable in our relationship with God and others. It's choosing to be true to our word and following through with our promises. Faithfulness possesses consistency, fullness, fidelity, and steadfastness in all of its interactions. It's being reliable in a world that isn't. Faithful people are not loyal, nor are they flippant in their commitments. Gentleness is allowing God to deal with others so that we don't have to take matters into our own hands. It's been said that gentleness is the grace of the soul. Gentleness includes being calm, serene, and tranquil. Being gentle doesn't mean someone is weak. Quite the opposite. It takes great strength to be gentle when the flesh wants the opposite. Gentle people are not harsh, nor are they Carlisle's. Self-control is being able to keep oneself in check. It's not letting our circumstances cause us to lose control. Self-control exhibit moderation, temperance, and discipline. It's choosing under significant pressure to chase after the important instead of the urgent. Self-control people show restraint and are not impulsive. Powerful words today on this edition of Words of Encouragement podcast. It is 6.57 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on this day today. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Philippians 4 verses 5 says, Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Philippians 4 and 5. And 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 3 and 4. It says, This is the will of God, even in your sanctification, that ye should be abstained from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. First Thessalonians 4 verses 3 and 4. May the Lord shine his everlasting light upon the reading of the word of God. Um, we're going to go into the final devotional um, on, um, this, on this six part series called the fruit of the spirit. And here's the devotional to end the six part series today. The Holy Spirit has no experience, but being impatient, hateful, or rude. That's the language of our flesh. The fruit will be the byproduct of a life surrendered to the Spirit of God. But we are not called to focus on the fruit. We are called to focus on God's Spirit. Simple enough, right? Too often we don't see growth in ourselves. And actually saying things like, I'm just an impatient person or I just can't get along with certain people. No, the truth of the matter is that when we have that mindset, we just choosing to walk in the flesh. In our human existence, we are the opposite of the fruit of the spirit. Seeking God and asking him to help us grow and exhibit his fruit will challenge us because we are choosing to deny our flesh 
and feed our spirit instead. We will start being placed in situations that allow the Holy Spirit to develop his fruit in us. According to Pastor Rick Warren, he says every problem is a character building opportunity. It is no joke to withhold our flesh what it wants because our flesh wants to get even but the spirit calls us to love and extend kindness our flesh wants to entertain sinful thoughts but the spirit calls us to walk in self-control our flesh wants to dictate with moodiness but the spirit calls us to walk in joy and peace what if going forward we truly live out Romans 13 and 14 to tell us to clothe ourselves with Jesus and to even think about how gratifying the desires of the flesh. Every day we put on Jesus, obey the Spirit's leading and basically ignore our flesh. It's all about where we look and what we look to for satisfaction. As we give the Spirit more control of our lives, he begins to do in and through us what only he can do to shape us and grow us to look like Jesus. We are literally being transformed when we do and we can see our own growth as we go through life through Jesus. Instead of avoiding change, our prayer should be, God, do me whether you need to do so that I exhibit your fruit. We must quit running from growth and think that we can't change. We can change because we have the power of the Holy Spirit propelling us towards it. The fruit of the Spirit becomes a part of us as we walk in obedience to the Spirit. That's the final part of the six-part series called the fruit of the Spirit. And, if, and when I tell you that was a powerful, powerful series today, it was um, Romans 13 and 14 says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. The final Bible verse comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. It says, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all with open face behold as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed in the same image from glory to glory. And even as by the spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 17 and 18. May the Lord shine his everlasting light upon the reading of the word of God powerful that was a powerful powerful verse today and i pray that this series here called the fruit of the spirit has blessed you um we just came from the men's power prayer oh man what a what a powerful powerful word today from minister william again today um at the men's power prayer this morning um if you did not get the opportunity to to, to come join us this morning at 5.30 at the church uh, I have a link and I will post that on um, Instagram and on Facebook on the Words of Encouragement page on Facebook and on Instagram so just want to let you know 
Uh, we're about to get ready to go into Instagram Live right now at 7.03 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on this day today. Let's go and let's get it right now. So let's just get that taken care of here right now. We are live right now. We are live on Instagram Live right now. Let's just get the connection together here. We are live now on Instagram Live at 7.03 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to say to all of you, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day today. Sorry about the um, the poor connection this morning uh, because it is windy out here and it is 48 degrees right now here and the wind is picking up this morning. Um, sorry about that this morning. Just want to say good morning to you, Sister Joyce Elaine Pugh. Um, want to say to everybody that is here today, we want to say thank you. Um, we just came from the men's power prayer at the church, and what a what a powerful, powerful way to bring forth um, men that is assembling at the church and praising God and doing devotional this morning. Minister William Ginn came in and did our devotional for today. And we also went to prayer this morning for those individuals or persons want to get the link for the men's palm of prayer. I will have that posted on my face on the words of encouragement Facebook page and also the words of encouragement page on Instagram. And also I'll place that also in the inboxes also so everybody would know and hear what Minister again had to say this morning. It was it was a powerful word this morning um two announcements that i want to say yeah i just i, I just noticed that yes oh man sorry to hear that i know yeah i know i thought that i thought maybe something happened but now now i know so um just want to say it is exactly it's exactly 105 p.m in the beautiful country of the Netherlands. Good morning to Bless 2169, all the way from the beautiful country of the Netherlands. Um, two announcements wanna say to you today. Um, number one, please join us again on this upcoming Monday. This upcoming Monday from five, from six, from 6 a.m. Um, for our, for men's, um, excuse me, for Words of Encouragement podcast. I'm already ahead of myself this morning. Um, Please join us for a brand new series that we're having coming up on Monday at 6 a.m. on Breaker and Anchor Podcast Networks and also Instagram Live at 6.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know about you right now, but I pray that the blessings of God be with you on this day today. Um, Number two, uh, please join us again on next Friday from 5 30 to 6 15 a.m for our weekly men's power prayer at kingdom vision church um we're just happy today that it's 48 degrees right now here in the beautiful capital city of columbia south carolina my pastors are the doctors johnny and dr Sidney white um also i just want to give a shout out today to um to pastor alicia and elder larry garrett of Kingdom Harvest Church over there off of Leesburg Road. Um, I just heard that now they are in Vegas celebrating their 30th wedding anniversary. Want to give a shout out to Pastor Alicia and Elder Larry Garrett 
for celebrating 30 years of marriage. So I'm just happy for them. And I hope that they are enjoying their honeymoon um, in, in Las Vegas. So I just pray that everything is going well there for them. Um, also, um, just want to give a shout out today to the men's ministry at Kingdom Vision Church. Um, yours truly, Deacon William Pearson, uh, Minister John Clark, um, Minister William Ginn, also Minister Lamyron Jenkins, Elder Andrew Miller, um, Deacon Russell Hawkins, Deacon Charles Dunlap, Deacon Jerry Kingston, Elder Tyrone Robinson, um, also Minister Vaughn Coles. Also, I just want to give a shout out today to all men that is there today. Um, Brother um, Shelton Forte, I want to give a shout out to him today. Um, also, I just want to give a shout out today to all God's people today. All God's people. Uh, as you can see right now, I'm sorry about the connection, y'all, but it's going in and out based on this weather that we're having right now. Um, this wind is really picking up here. So I just pray that everybody is doing fine. Um, I won't be praying right now on Instagram Live today. Um, I pray that God will bless you in all areas in life today because um, I'm just trying to get everything um, get everything done for all God's people on this day. Um, let's just keep each other lifted in prayer today and let's just keep let's just keep everything um in place of god on this day um please join me again on this upcoming monday at 6 15 a.m on instagram live um yeah this wind is really picking up here so i pray that the blessings of god be with you on this day have a blessed weekend in the lord and i'll see you again on monday at 6 a.m on Breaker and Anchor Podcast Networks and 6.15 a.m. on Instagram Live. God bless you.
living stone. Disallow these, O men, for children of God and precious. He also has living stones are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion the chief cornerstone, and the elect, precious, and, and he that believes on him shall not be confounded. Studying on the cornerstone. And why Jesus called himself the cornerstone. When you're looking at the word, like it studied, it was a stone that was used that they, like now we call them shams that we put in inside of the door. I know you heard of that, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Those help hold the stone, this door, keep the door from falling. Mm -hmm. Then it keeps the door in alignment so that you can adjust it and frame it the way it needs to be framed. And remember the cornerstone, he was one. The cornerstone was the corner that they would put in the corner of the, of the door. And they would hold the door to keep it from falling. And that was the door that, the door was designed that you could go through. And Jesus said, I am the cornerstone. That's the one that they rejected. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know how valuable he was. Because he says in the word here, he says the one that they disallow. Let me go back to the scripture. Yeah, second Peter. Yeah, um first um, um, Peter chapter two, verses one through six. To whom coming as unto a living stone. Disallowed indeed of men. Men rejected him. Mm -hmm. They didn't want anything to do with him. So I'm encouraging you as you go out this year to finish that you're going to be rejected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some places you're not going to be allowed to go because of the faith and because of the word. And Jesus said, But you were chosen by God. And you are precious. Mm -hmm. So the servant is as the master. Am I right? Yes. So you are valuable. You just got to know that you're valuable. You got to know that even though things around you don't look like it should or not be going your way, you got to still remind yourself that you're valuable. I'm going to make a system. Amen. Because he says that you're precious. And he said, look at this. As the master is, you are. Ye also as a living stone. You are the door. You are a door, just like a door. Many things that people are going through right now. God has set you in place. They got to come through you. For they were. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Am I making sense? Yep. You... Remember, I don't know if I talked to you all about this before, but I've been studying about the well. When you're on your job, you are the water of well. You're the well of water. Mm -hmm. You're the one that helps quench the thirst of people. 
because they don't know what they're hungry and thirsty for. Mm. That is a man who has a taste for something, but don't even know what he really is. Like a man who don't know what he really want to eat. Mm-hmm. You ever been there? Well, you know you wake up this morning, you want to eat something, but you don't know exactly what you want to eat. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Many the Lord times. says, for the dying, if you go look at the word, he tells you, look at it, he says in third verse, if so be ye have taste that the Lord is good. Even if you have had, you have me and you and Mr. Clark, we have taste and know that God is here. Mm-hmm. But we have to realize, not only that we have taste, but we have to realize that we're valuable. We are precious to the kingdom. Even though you may not be used to the place where you need, feel like you should be used yet, mm-hmm. you still value. Mm-hmm. You is as a cornerstone. You are the reason why somebody else is still hadn't fallen. Mm-hmm. You are as that cornerstone. And there's going to be many more that this year is going to look up to you because you're that cornerstone. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Your wives or your children sometimes or your family may not tell you that you value. But the thing about it is when you know that you are, remember, you're the one they call for advice. Hello? Yeah. Even though this situation, they don't look like they're going to be saved. But the Bible says in 1630, Acts 1631, because you are saved, your whole household should be. Everyone that is connected to you should be saved. Shall be saved. In other words, things are going to fall in place in due season. Am I making sense? So he says, he says, I've built up on a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. In other words, we are in a position to offer up things to God that the world can't. Just know that. Yes. You are able to make sacrifices for your family, for those that are lost. You are able to become that sacrifice for them. That's why the Bible says a man that saves his life should lose it when you think about yourself. But he that loses his life, what? Shall be saved. In other words, Romans writes to us, Paul writes to us in the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, the first verse. Make thy body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. Am I making sense to you? But the Bible says here that you are a holy priesthood. Am I right? In other words, you are the sacrifice that whenever we come here on Friday morning and pray and intercede for us, we are not only making a sacrifice, we are the sacrifice. For when Jesus, mom and daddy were going to the festival, Jesus went to the temple. They went to uh, the festival where they offer up sacrifice. Jesus didn't need to go to the sacrifice. Why? Because he was the sacrifice. He didn't need to offer anything up to himself. Mm-hmm. Therefore, 
He was trying to let his mom and parents know, I'm trying to destroy this religious practice. Why would you go to a festival and offer up something to something you already have at home? Mm. Huh? Am I making sense to you? Yes, yes. Why would I go to a, and offer a sacrifice to God? Mm. And he already told me I am the sacrifice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. That's a good word this morning. Let me show you something. Hold on. He said, because you are the living stone and built on the spiritual house. You're spiritual, you're holy. And you can offer up spiritual sacrifices and suffer to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, so it is contained in the scripture. Mm-hmm. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, which is Jesus, mm-hmm. which was elected, mm-hmm. which was precious. Mm-hmm. And he that believe on him shall not be confined. None of this. And to you, therefore, which believe he is precious. But unto them which is, which be disobedient, the stone which the builder disallowed, the same is made the head of the cornerstone, and the stone of stumbling, and a stone of rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, when to also they were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, yes, a royal priesthood. generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praise of him who has called you out of darkness mm-hmm. into the marvelous light I just want to encourage you this morning even when things are not looking like it should be looking and working like it should be which things are working for your good mm-hmm. you just got to know that you value and God is not going to allow anything in 2020 to happen to you. Amen. Why? Because he has given you what? Strategies. Strategies for this year. Anything that comes to you this year is for God, for you to look for it, and look into the thing, and get the wisdom out of it to get you to your next place. Because you are a holy sacrifice. Holy to God. I was talking to a young lady the other day and I was telling her, your body is like the Ark of Covenant. It carries the word. Everybody could touch the Ark. Am I right? Mm -hmm. So you got to understand how valuable you are. Help me, Holy God. You got to understand how precious you are. So no matter how much you're going through right now, for you go down and read for this chapter, he'll tell you it's better to suffer.
for that which is right and be patient with it mm -hmm. than to suffer for that which is wrong and be patient with it. Huh? Yes, yes, Lord. For you are a holy what? Free In other words, he utilizes a nation of people. This year, we got to go out and get our nation. That's why Saul had a problem with David. Mm -hmm. David got 10,000. He got what? A thousand. Awesome. <laughs> you a valuable minister, Clark. <laughs> you are a sacrifice. Yes. You are denying your life for the same fact that Jesus did that somebody else can live. That's why we can't do everything the world Hello. Yeah, the world, the world that want us to do what it want us to do, but we can't do, do it. it because what we can't even hold a conversation to because we hold it. Mm -hmm. We are valuable, huh? Mm -hmm. And so in our suffering is where our anointing is increased. Mm -hmm. This is where your power is increased because your suffering produce what? Prayer. Prayer produces what? Power. Prayer has power. So he tells you, you are, as a living stone. Look at all the colors that was in Joseph's coat. What you think it represented? Different nations. Huh? Yes. That's why David left for the court. Because she could have the court, because he knew what the court stands for. When he ran for part of his wife. Hello. Mm -hmm. But he see, she knew that he couldn't offer himself up to her because what? He was bad. Yes. Yes. Am I making sense? Yes. Just know how valuable you are. They use the word this morning, precious. You are important to God. Minister God, you are important to God. And God have need of this. So know that your coming, even though it's just us three, know that our coming is not in vain. We are the sacrifice. Because Jesus himself couldn't go to the festival of unleavened bread because he was the bread of life. Yes. He couldn't offer himself up <laughs> to himself. The Bible says he was down there what, at the church for three days and his parents didn't even realize he was missing until after three days. So that means that the Lord's focus on purpose. How do you lose focus on purpose? By getting distracted by the feast. That's why the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, it's better to go into a house of mourning than to go into a house of feasting. Because you get distracted. You lose focus. Get distracted very easily. 
Huh? You get this you back. You forget that you value. Mm-hmm. You ain't learned nothing when you been in the club. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> right. You wouldn't even think about the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You were going with the flow. Back in the day. But when you came into the house of mourning, which is the house of prayer, you gained wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you this morning to remember this. That God says that you're a whole priesthood. You're valuable to the kingdom. Don't let the enemy persuade you otherwise. Now we got to persuade the brothers that are leaving, or thinking about leaving, and the sisters that are thinking about leaving the church, that they are valuable, even when they don't feel like it. Because look around your son and you see how the church was so empty. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, yeah, because I noticed that not last week. But the week before that, I saw that too. Mm-hmm. I saw that. You know, I was like, don't wow, feel are you serious? Like they are important. as children of disobedience, but children who know the world. We got to encourage them that they're valuable. If we can get the kingdom strengthened, we can win souls. Because the Bible says on the day of what? Pentecost? They were all on one accord. And they were what? They brought in 3,000 souls. Mm So the word says, speak for itself. I just want to encourage you, you're valuable. Because now we are in a place where the enemy is doing what the word said would happen. Seducing people right out of the church. And they are running from church to church. Because they have tasted that the Lord is good. You can be around the word, don't mean you either. A lot of us that are in the church are not rooted in the world. As the Bible said a couple of weeks ago in the Sunday school lesson, the world fall on what? Stone the ground. <coughs> huh? Yes. And you sure can't plant nothing on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yep. So we gotta be, know that we are sacrifices. You don't know that you're a sacrifice. Like I always tell people, when you look in the mirror in the morning, ask yourself, what do you see? I didn't say who. Mm-hmm. What do you see? When you begin to see yourself as a man of God, then you begin to operate at to according to the principles of God. But when you begin to see Deacon William, it's not Deacon William, but William, mm-hmm. then you operate according to Stay with me. If I go in there and see William again, I'm going to do what William again do. The flesh. But I have to recognize every morning that I'm a man of God. So when I step outside that door, I have to be able to 
present myself as a holy sacrifice. Huh? My service must be unto God. Make it sense to you. Amen. We can pray. Amen. In the comments, you can make Good word this morning. Good word this morning. It was good. Good word this morning. To just who we are, you know, a living sacrifice, you know, because God told us, you know, to be in our bodies, a living sacrifice. The reason why folks leave them the church because, you know, they're not presenting themselves to God, you know? Amen. And they're following after a crowd and, and after God. Amen. So when they see the church withering, they go with it. They go with it. Because somebody connected to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And when that one leaves, that one can take by 10 with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember when I first joined the church, this lady, I met her, and she was on her way at the door, and she wanted me to follow her. I said, I ain't going no place. Because <laughs> nope. they forget that they, they don't know that they're a sacrifice. And that's what the Bible talks about, having a form of God. You're a living sacrifice. saying to myself you asked two God. days ago at work I asked myself that same question what you just said but you asked God that. so you know the word is falling on at your front door when you start questioning God God why am I doing this thing God all this word I got it don't seem like I'm being used Tell people what you are seeing. We got to preach the word in season and out of season. Wherever we go, we got to tell people. Introduce people to Jesus. Because I was looking looking on Facebook yesterday, and this young lady was talking about, she wasn't degraded to church, but she was testifying how she had church hurt she thought that the church had let her down. And she said her toughest time, how they kicked her out of the church. What church kicked her out? And, uh, and she was, you could tell she was hurt. And either way, you would think that, well, she's degraded in the church disencouraging people to go to church but she was like no I'm not disencouraging you I'm just letting you know my testimony that even though the worst people sometimes in the church I still found God in my situation yes and I saw that at first I thought she was just 
talking about how bad the church was. Church folks was. You know, she turned around and just in the ear to tell me that in the midst of what she was going through, she found God not in the church, but outside of the church, in her circumstances. But what if we could change those testimonies before we get to that point? We gotta encourage folk that they value. You're important to the kingdom. Even if you don't do nothing right now, but sure, you are valuable to the kingdom. You know? so many people here that are so focused on other things their personal lives mm-hmm. and they can't even make it to service You're right about that. they don't always be out there taking care of work and stuff and business they're doing their personal thing mm-hmm. they need to take care of God's business some people are so focused on their children being successful more than it's so focused on what it's on. Yeah, just like my, I'm going to say this and we go pray. My daughter, mama, Brittany, she is so focused on Brittany getting a good education and, and, and degree that she don't even encourage Brittany too much to read the Bible. I have to Education to some people is more valuable than the world. <laughs> you don't believe that? Yep. Some people will leave you when it comes between you and their daughter about their education. Because they think because they get an education, they are going to be successful. And I keep telling them, I always encourage my children. 85% of the people that go to college don't end up in their fields, no her. Look at statistics. You sure don't. A lot of people got degrees working in other areas that they they don't have. They didn't spend a bunch of money for college, and they ain't working in that area of their life. And one of the reasons is also is because a lot of went to college and fulfilled. The, the vision of their mother and father and not went into college for the passion that they had. You should never impose your vision upon your child of what you wanted to do and couldn't do just because you paid for their college. they would never stick with it. Because when a man don't have passion for what he does, he'll never stick with it. Hello? Mm-hmm. Let's see it so many times. You have seen guys winning the military came out and done that with their lives. Because they had no passion for what they did. They did it because their friend did it, 
or because they figure like they're just making some good money. And they go stay two or three years and they come right back out on cheating. Because our parents, as parents tell them, you go go and be a doctor. You go be a lawyer. And our kids don't want to be that. <laughs> so they go get the degree, raise your money, and go and work in a factory for $50 an hour. That's the truth. That's the truth on that. Because we don't, as parents, don't become the sacrifice, as the Bible says this morning, that God wants us to be. So you ought to encourage your child, whatever they want to be, support them. Say, okay, that's what you want to be, I'm going to support you. Even if they just want to be a police. Because sometimes, what they want right now, they won't want later. If they get the experience of the police force, they'd be like, after all this equipment, then that'll usher them into the place where they need to be. That's where we come in, as becoming a sacrifice by praying for them. That's why we come here on Friday morning praying for our children, praying for our brothers and sisters. Because a lot of them don't have a passion for Christ for what Christ can do for you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's why the enemy can seduce you. Being persuaded because anything that sounds right, you're going to go with it. Because you're so focused on how to get wealth, how to get a house. Look at how people jump off when the prophetess comes in. Mm-hmm. They say, God say you're going to get a house. But they don't think about what the Bible talked about this morning, the suffering, the process. Yeah, this you know, under the demographic, 
Democratic Party when Obama was under it, you know, he instituted a lot of stuff that opposes the church. Yeah. So this year, when we vote, we have to look inside whether they're Republican or whether they're Democratic. Is this going to work for the church? Is this going to work for me? Does it go with God's law and word and will? So that's how we have to vote. Yeah. Not because they're Democratic or Republican. Because under the Democratic Party, you know, um, Obama allowed homosexuality to express themselves. And as a result now, they even got something on Sesame Street, you know, with some guy that's gay. He teaching your kids, and that's bad because that's teaching our kids the wrong thing, you know? Yeah. So we, we, we have to be careful who we, you know, who we, you know, who we nominate on this year. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they Democratic or Republican. And see, the thing is, Obama didn't really then introduce you to, to laws. Obama went in there as a one who was supposed to be a godless. That's why that law was written. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, as they say, will eat the cuff. But when that law was written, God revealed his sin from the White House to the church. He went in to expose. Look at Bernie Murdoch. We had all these people, but mm-hmm. Wall Street was exposed. Mm-hmm. He really didn't have a reveal. <laughs> if you take a look at the news and how they were talking about Bernie Madoff, now he's talking about that he's dying. He's dying in prison. In prison. In prison right now. And I, look at Rush Limbaugh. Mm-hmm. Dying. Mm-hmm. For years. Nobody would expose it. A Barack member exposed it. His organization exposed a lot of stuff that were hidden, that we had idea, but they were hidden and they came to the surface when Barack was in the White House. That's why they hated him. Even his pastor, his heart was revealed. But see, he wanted celebrity status. Barack came out of his church. But remember when Barack went by each of them, he started talking bad about Barack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tell you, God was revealing from the church house. From the church house to the White House. Because if you were my pastor, Pastor White would have never done that to one of us. Never done that. He would have never stopped us from trying to get into the White House. Mm-hmm. His pastor did. I got information about him that y'all don't know. But you see what God did? Shut it down. Last two weeks, God shut it down. Because he wanted to get his hand on something. Jesus didn't look like he had much. 
they was looking for a political messiah. Me and first lady talking about it. And she said, I, she said, I looked that thing up. She said, you were right, brother. That's what the word said. They were looking for a political messiah. And when Jesus came not to change the law, because they was in bondage under the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. And they wanted Jesus to change the law that it could fit their purpose. But they didn't realize how free they was by living right. All they had to do was live right and they were free. The Bible said the law don't apply to you when you live right. In other words, if you drive over 55 miles per hour, the law applies to you. Is that science at 55, right? Yep. But if you drive at 55, the law don't apply to you. You cannot be persecuted for righteousness. Lord, the state trooper will never stop you for doing the speed limit. But he can't stop you for going over it. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's what the word said this morning. We are not as children as disobedient. These children are righteous. Holy nation. And if you don't know who you are in these last days, you're going to be easily seduced. You're going to be persuaded to go out that door and never come back. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says you'll go with every wind and doctrine. That don't make it sense. Amen. That means you're easily persuaded. Somebody come up to you and give you a good proposition. You'll be like, yeah. Say this. That's why I couldn't get with I couldn't get up with back of eggs. I couldn't get with He betrayed his own brothers <laughs> for power. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get with him. Then I go and mess with that foolishness. And then every time, that same thing as Muhammad. Same thing. Why don't we get up under you when you you divide the nation? Blacks against whites. Now we'll follow that. I'm gonna get on that corner and get out there, give out those. Where you go? Newspaper. Yeah. Who gonna do that? Hmm. And you about foolishness. You set me, you set myself, set me and my family up for danger. I believe that foolishness. But guess what? You got more people devoted to that religion and know the history of that thing more than they know the Bible. And we who supposed to know the Bible don't have to know the Bible. Because we don't study. The Bible didn't tell you just read. He said study and show thyself a fool like the lady riding the world too. Then us can't break the word down. That's why we get up here and holler sometimes. <laughs> some people do. Man, again, some people, some people do that. They do that, especially here. They do that. I ain't gonna hesitate. I, I ain't gonna hesitate on that. 
I'm not gonna hesitate on that. Especially me. <laughs> no, I'm talking they about speak people. For yeah, yeah. <laughs> people do that, and that's why the the a couple of Sundays ago, when I was driving there, and when I saw, I think it was, I think it was, um, I think it was, I think it was a minister that did that. I think it was, I think it was Minister Dawson. And when I saw Minister Dawson was doing that, and when she was hollering and stuff, I just looked back, Minister, again, like, really, you need to holler right there, so, right there, you can do this and stuff here. Come on, just, just. <laughs> if you're going to pray and receive, pray and receive. If you don't study That's all you do yet, and give a testimony. That's all you do. shock every time when he does that it's like a boom the whole the whole thing just came to oh, come yeah. come 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 wide open why everything stirs up when certain people get up there the church stirs up the other people come be like people be like oh no not that good get down to right there or around here it's just right there it just opens up it opens way up so these things we discuss as brothers in the Lord that just like Jesus talked about with his disciples 
things that, remember the Bible said last Sunday, how they had to come back and give a report to God after they went out? Because he told him what went on during the process. Even though Jesus knew, but he waited. Then it was a time that Jesus gave him rest from the labor. Did y'all rest before I send you back out? So he wanted them to recognize the things during the process, the good and the bad. And the bad was not to tear people down, it was to pray about them. And if we all see the same thing, then we know what we got to pray about. See, we want to discuss this because the thing is, we want to talk about the word, just the word. But we don't want to see what we need to really actually pray for. So when people come to pray, a lot of times, they come praying about more houses, more cars, more anointing, more all that. And you already have all that. The Bible shows you that. But what about the deeds? We need to pray for the deeds of people. They need to do better. We need to do better. You see what I'm saying? Because I can't talk about you unless I'm talking about me. And if I, he says the strong bears the infirmities of the what? We. And we see that some of our brothers and sisters are weak. They're not as committed. They're not. But you can go to the Word of God and all those churches, you see people flowing in in those places. Looking at just like just like when when you said something, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, how right there, you know, how the church now is dwindling. It's dwindling. That's all they do it. Jesus, we're grateful and thankful to you that your presence right now is already embarking on our day today. Your presence is joyful and your presence is loving. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you right now for that word that was rendered by Mr. William Ken today. We just want to thank you, Father God, for everything that you purposely had done and only for us on this day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, my prayers today is for the body of Christ to come together as one today. The body of Christ to come together as one today. Let the body of Christ come together as one. We are a living sacrifice. Father God, we want to thank you, Father God, because we're on your roll call today. No matter what we're going through today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, 
We want to give you the praise for everything that you've done for us purposely and unpurposely on this day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to uplift all men today. We want to, up, want to uplift all men that is here today on the altar and all men that is not here today. Father God, whatever issues or whatever problems that they deal with, Father God, on a daily basis. Father God, you are already in the midst of them. You are already in the midst of their problems. You are already in the midst of what is going on in our lives right now in the name of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Father God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you for your everlasting love. We want to thank you for your everlasting joy. We want to thank you today for your everlasting peace. We want to thank you today, Father God, for all things and all aspects of life today. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we're grateful to you that you are a a blessing to all God's people, that you are a blessing in all things and all aspects in life on this day today. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you today, Father God, for uplifting our hearts today, Father God. We want to uplift all God's people. We want to uplift all ministers, all deacons, all evangelists, all elders, all pastors, all apostles, all bishops, all in the clergy of the body of Christ today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you right now for being with us on this day today. Father God, we just want to thank you today, Father God, because we are as a living sacrifice today. Father God, whatever that you have for us, let it be for us today. Whatever issues that we're dealing with right now, Father God, we're placing it in your hands right now. Whatever that we're listening to on the radio or whatever that is trying to play with our mindset, let it be praise and worship. Let it be praise and worship. Let it be praise and worship today. Because, Father God, you are the living sacrifice. We want to thank you today, Father God, because we are the living sacrifice today. Father God, my prayer today, Father God, is just for God's people to be drawn, to be drawn right here, to be drawn at a local church or any church in this area right now where they feel that they need the presence of God in their life right now. That they need the presence of God right now in these times right now. That they need the presence of God right now in our hearts, in our minds, and in our souls today. Father God, my prayer today is just for even if, even if today, Father God, that there is somebody out there that is in need of prayer today. Father God, my prayer today is just to uplift and encourage that person or persons, Father God. And let them know today that according to Hebrews 13 and 5, it says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We want to thank you, Father God. We want to thank you today, Father God, because you are that living sacrifice. You are that living sacrifice. We love you, Father God. We love you, Father God, with all of our hearts, souls, and minds today. Father God, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, Father God, for your peace today. We want to thank you for your everlasting love. We want to thank you for your everlasting joy. We want to thank you today, Father God, because you are faithful to us in all areas. You are faithful to us in all aspects. You are faithful to us no matter what the situation is today. Father God, we love you, Father God. We love you, Father God, with an undying love.
We love you, Father God, with all of our hearts, souls, and minds on this day. Oh, Father God, we want to thank you today, Father God. We want to thank you today, Father God, for your joy. We want to thank you today, Father God, for all things that you purposely have done.
Thank you.